This podcast is brought to you by impacteers.club. What's the secret to getting yourself hired? Well, that's the million dollar question every college graduate has, and we're cracking the code of how tech companies hire and take a peek inside the HR curtain. Tune into our Tech Career show for a full reveal of all the secrets of landing your dream job. And now, introducing your host. Hi everyone and welcome to the Tech Career show. In this episode, SaaS industry co-founder Benjamin Matthew has a one-on-one with Marcus Dure, Director of Human Resources at Ramco Systems. Sit back and enjoy as Ben unpacks Marcus's illustrious career and uncovers what it takes to survive in the corporate jungle as a tech graduate today. Hey Marcus, welcome to the show and uh great to have you here with us. Hey, thank you Ben. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to chatting with you. Yep, likewise. Um so just to get us started and to get the audience, the listeners to kind of understand who you are and where you're coming in from. Um would you mind introducing yourself basically? Yeah, sure. Well, uh I'm Marcus. I'm uh married to my wife she's kavita and we have three children we live in chennai i've been uh working since i think 2002 or 3 i guess uh have a bachelor's in economics um, and um much to my mother's um interest i actually did a masters in public administration don't ask me why but but i just did it and um apart from that i love to make music Uh, wow uh, yeah yeah uh, i play a couple of instruments uh, uh, pretty decently uh, if there was an alternative career um, that i pursued it would have been music but um, i actually didn't and made music uh, more of my hobby and something that i uh, pursue on the side and so yeah that's a little bit about uh, me in a nutshell yeah hey awesome so you basically followed your passion for hr and left your passion for music on the side Well, let's not a passion. Hmm, that's a that's a deep topic, uh, Ben. <laughs> but but yeah, passion. I'm really passionate about music, and secondly, I'm very passionate about uh, people. I like to really uh, be with people, and which is one of the reasons why I'm on Ben's show. Uh, if I was not a people person, I would have told Ben. You know what, Ben? Find somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe you on that one. I believe you, Marcus. Well, awesome. So. Um from a corporate standpoint um you're a HR with uh, Ramco Systems right Yeah so I I work as a HR BP uh, and I'm responsible for close to 800 or employees uh, I take care of uh, two business units in Ramco one is uh, the HCM technology uh, division and the other one is the aviation division so these are the two uh, divisions that I'm responsible for all things HR Great. I'm a, I'm an aviation enthusiast and so I'm not going to go into that. But if you can tell me what HCM stands for, that would be great for the listeners. Well, human capital management, that's what 
It really is, right? And uh, what Ramco does is we built uh, an ERP system that helps us uh, literally manage all our workflows from um, uh, a human capital perspective, right? Like right from our onboarding um, systems, um, like if you're an employee who needs payslips, uh, the system you know does that for you. Um, it does your performance management. It does the whole works, you know, uh, right from exit from from onboarding an employee to you know an employee exiting the system as well so um wow. yeah yeah that's what hcm really means and so ramco as an i is a technology firm that has built uh, this product um and and sells that to to several clients across the globe over 250 right now so wow awesome so um I'm going to dig a little and I uh, not necessarily because it's uh, HCM, but more along the lines of you've got one division, which is HCM. You've got another, which is aviation. Both are like worlds apart and yet it's still being done under the same roof. Right. And so I'm just thinking here what I mean, the diversity that's there should be like really, really crazy. Well, it's. The technology platform is 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 pretty much. Um, I mean, the system is built on a on a core platform. So I, I'm not a technologist. Okay, so don't ask me technical questions. Okay, no, not, uh, neither am I. <laughs> right. So so if if you were to think about um, you know these systems as the railroad tracks, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's the core um, you know heart of the product itself. And then you build different trains on. Um, you know, the, the train tracks, right? So you may have like a, a train that goes really fast or you may have a train that ha handles more passengers, whatnot. I'm just giving you a very crude example, right? Um, and so the ERP system itself is is the backbone. And on top of the ERP system, we built, you know, multiple modules uh, that service different uh, requirements. For example, uh, the ERP backbone uh, supports uh, the HCM product. It also supports uh, our logistics clients. It also supports uh, aviation clients, right? Like, for example, let's say if you're in, um, let's say you're working for Boeing, right? And you're you're working with, um, you know, uh, a company that comes and services your engines, right? You need to manage all of the data. You need to know where the parts are. You need to know where uh, the annual, what the annual maintenance is at. You know, who do you reach? You know, um, how many engines are available, where, all of that. You need some system which will tell you all of these details, right? And so that's where, um, you know, uh, Ramco comes in with its aviation, you know. Um, solutions. Uh, solutions or modules, yeah. I hope I did a good job and I hope my pre-sales guys are, are actually <laughs> agreeing with what I'm saying. But, but I, I joined Ramco. It's been two months since I've, a uh, little over two months since I've been with Ramco. But um, this is pretty much what the product does. Awesome. Awesome. So um, just to move on to something a little lighter. Um, and since you said you've just been in the organization for about two months, three months, um, is there anything that, you know, your coworkers really don't know about you that, um, that, that they ought to, you know, that, that little something that you have not yet let out? 
we, we all talk about wearing face masks and in the workplace, it's no different. So is there something that's there that, you know, other people, most people who know you uh, don't really know about it? Okay. I don't think most of them know that um, I'm actually a professional musician. That's one piece. But, um, hmm. but yeah, that, I just haven't had the opportunity to share that uh, uh, overtly. Uh, but I think they, for 100%, 100% sure, they don't know that I'm scared of cockroaches. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's a very interesting tidbit. Okay, <laughs> yeah, big gross Great. creatures. Yeah, they're really gross creatures. Well, they've survived. They're survivors to the core, and uh, I think in in the real jungle, they they know what to what to do to survive. Um, and I think as we go on this conversation, I think the whole idea is that the listeners who are going to be basically young um, technology graduates um, can actually understand what it takes to survive the corporate jungle, right? And that's the whole, whole um, uh, that would be the insight to glean out of this, I think. So I, I love yeah. it that you brought cockroaches into this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cockroaches, man, they, whatever you tell me about cockroaches, uh, Ben, you know, I'm not going to receive it. They're just gross creatures. <laughs> got it <laughs> got it yeah totally understand all right so cockroaches aside um every day in the morning you wake up what gets you out of bed and what gets you to office you know that's that's a, a very common question and honestly speaking i think at different times in my career um i was motivated motivated by different things Right. Uh, I think when I was younger, I was motivated to come to work uh, because of the team that was there. It was a young team. You know, I wanted to hang out with them. Right. Uh, you know, it was fun to work in that team together. So that really motivated me. It was not the work itself, but it was the people in the team. Mm. Right. Uh, but as I started uh, growing older, obviously, my needs started to increase. You know, um, obviously, I needed to get a you know, a car and things like that. And so my needs really started to change. And, and for a longer period of time, it was it was money. It was salary that uh, did motivate me to actually go to work, yeah. right? Um, but, but after having worked for, let's say, close to 19 odd years, I, I do think it's, it's, it's about solving, you know, uh, bigger problems um, for your company. And that really motivates me, you know? Uh, and so it's not like a check-in, check-out thing right now for me, but mm -hmm. it's more like, okay, okay, we got a problem, like, how do we solve that? How can we work together as teams? How do we get the right people in the room? Right. Uh, right. Things like that. That really motivates me. And, and, and really, the other thing that motivates me is the pongal that I get in my office in the morning. It's really good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. So food. You're a foodie. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. The pongal and the butter is, is really, really good in, in, in my office. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm in the office by 8.15, so I have breakfast in the office. So. All right. Yeah. Got it. Awesome, man. Awesome. All right. So um, I, I'm going to drag the conversation back from food and uh, towards engineering. And uh, uh, you work for a technology company. Um, like you said, 250 clients. Um, I don't even know how many employees, but you said you're sp you specifically are like you've got 800 um, employees under you, right? That you take yeah. care of. Close to 900, yeah. 
Yeah. <clears throat> right. Um, just under thousand. Let's put it at that. Let's put it um, at that. Yeah. Right. Um, now, I'm sure in that set of um, people that work with you, there are definitely fresh graduates that come out from engineering colleges who um, have basically come and are hitting the the workforce uh, for the first time. What are some of the most common challenges that you kind of uh, face or that you have seen that these uh, young kids face when they actually hit the floor? That's an interesting question. Um, and again, Ben, I need to answer this question, uh, you know, based on, you know, what were freshers experiencing 10 years, um, you know, uh, 10 years yeah. back, 10 years ago, and, and what are they experiencing today? Yeah. Right? Uh, and I think 10 years back, uh, or maybe even 15 years back, uh, youngsters didn't have a lot of information. I'm putting myself in that shoe, right? Uh, we didn't have a lot of information about what were the opportunities out there. You either became a doctor or you became an engineer or you became a, um, what was the other one? MBA. You did MBA, right? In MBA also, it was either HR, admin, or finance. And these were the, the, the key positions or, or career choices that uh, youngsters would make, right? So um, true. And so we didn't have access to Google at that time, you know, and, and we had to really go by what, what, you know, by word of mouth, right? And and so, but now when, I, when, when we see youngsters coming out of campus, we see that the youngsters have a lot of information. They're super smart. Uh, they have solutions to, to problems they have solutions to world problems also at the tip of their their tongues right uh, and so it's just simply because of the amount of information that they have and the opportunities that are staring at them um, and so I think I think one of the challenges that they face is how do they put all of that information into an inverted funnel and find out you know their niche for themselves what is their mm -hmm. niche and how do they stay committed to it Right. Um, and so, like, like for example, um, I know this is a slightly long-drawn uh, response, but... Um, no, no, please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, so somebody may have, you know, taken up a, 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 an engineering degree in, let's say, in college XYZ uh, in computer science, right? And so, staring at them are these jobs that are there in the market which are you know you have dotnet developers you have you know full stack developers you have all kinds of developers right um and so i think they have a lot of opportunities that is staring at them in the face and and they're struggling to maybe choose you know what is their niche right so i think i think that's that's pretty much what uh, i think i've noticed i don't think it's 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 their fault in any way right because they have so much information at their fingertips they just don't know how to choose or what to choose would that it's a great yeah yeah i, I agree um and and so i think that's an opportunity in itself so yes you they have all of these opportunities but the question i think uh they should ask themselves is okay what is the right decision and i, I think that's a question that we asked uh, you know at least i know you know, I was born in '81. At least, guys in, in our age, when we were born at that time, we the question that we were we were asking at that time was, okay, what's the right thing to do, right? Right. And it's a very general question, and it's very applicable even today. Um, and I think if they start by even asking that question, it could help, uh, 
you know, dig a little more deeper and help them find, you know, their, their niche. I completely hear you on that. Um, and I mean, I've, I've, kids today just, it's like they know everything, but they, they haven't spent the time to deep dive into anything specific that they're really good at. Uh, a common analogy or, or saying that I, I've always used is jack of all trade and master of none. Uh, shouldn't it be jack of all trade and master of one? Right. Um, but but the point is that they also don't know what they want to do. There's no um, there's no one that's really given them that. Uh, definition of where they can go or what they can do in 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 essence and i believe that's uh, a fundamental problem in why they're so um widespread in their um approach to things i mean correct me if i'm wrong but yeah i, I believe you see a lot more youngsters than i do so would that kind of um quantify what i said i mean does that kind of quantify the actual ground reality I'll be honest, you know, um, I think when we look at the youngsters of today from our perspective, uh, there are some biases, you know, and I, I'm basically siding with the next generation, okay? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm siding with the Gen Zs, okay? <laughs> um, and, and and so, you know, with with every, every season, you have, you know, very seasonal problems, right? And so yeah. I think that the youngsters today, are super smart um, and they also are well informed of not just simple topics. They can go deep in, in different topics, mm. right? Um, but I think their world problems are very different when compared to our world problems when we were growing up and when we were looking at the job market, right? right? Uh, the, when we were looking at the job market, we had a few options. You either joined a, joined a call center or you did a master's or you joined... Uh, some BPO, right? And that was that was the that was the option, yeah. the generic trend at that time. And so, uh, I think, and and our problems at that point in time was, you know, not many of many of us had, you know, a lot of perspective in terms of what we wanted to do with our career, right? Like we just did something because our, our best friend did something, uh, yeah. ch- chose a particular uh, a career, right? And I, I'm not generalizing, but I'm I'm just speaking. Uh, from from what I've experienced, but but when you look at the youngsters of today, their world problems are a lot more different, and I think it's emotional, um, and this is something that I'm not sure if they're aware of. I think they've started talking about mental health a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like for example, in when we were growing up, we never spoke about mental health. We were told to just shut up and just go and do whatever. You know, so true. Uh, the adults asked us to do, and so, but, but now I think the youngsters are far more aware of uh, their emotions. They're far more uh, open to talk about their emotions, uh, and so um, I think their problems, uh, the, their problem today is 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 one. Okay, can we be accepting of uh, a group of individuals that's hitting the job market that are super emotionally aware, right? Um, so yeah, that's that's one of my, my one of the things that I've been thinking about. Yeah. Wow. Deep thoughts, man. Deep thoughts. Like I said, I'm for the Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'm I'm not gonna argue on that one. I mean. Um, <laughs> no, but but it's, but it's, here's the challenge. Like the flip side of that, Ben, is is um, 
with all the information um, that I'm not saying that all of the youngsters are fully aware, but I'm just saying that there is a there is a huge gap where folks are uh, are not fully aware of their emotions. So so right to really put it simple, the the IQ has increased, but EQ has has really not. Um, is that something mm. to focus on? You know, mm. so like knowledge has gone up, but wisdom. Mm, okay, we don't know about that. Right. Uh, so so there is, yeah yeah. All right. So, since we're talking about young people here, right, and um, and I know you've you kind of like touched upon what like uh, your young time as well, but what is the most uh, misunderstood part of your or aspect of your career journey that you would love to have avoided if you were 24 years old or 20, 20 year old, a young, a young graduate. I mean, I'm not, uh, let's not put an age to it, but as a young graduate, if you could talk to your young self, what would be that one piece of advice that you would actually give yourself? Ooh, that's a deep question. <laughs> what would I tell my 24 year old self? Huh? Yeah. Uh, I'd say, man, you turned out pretty okay. <laughs> 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 uh, life is not as bad as I thought it would be. Um, well, it's a, it's a really good question and, and uh, hard for me to just immediately respond. But I think one of the things that comes to mind right now is I think as a youngster, you know, hitting the job market, we always expect you know, that first job to be the answer to all of your your aspirations, your dreams. You know, take that first job and really give it your best and, and you know, see what you learn from that, you know. Um, okay. And if there was one thing that I would do differently, uh, there are different experiences that I've had. Let, let me tell you a quick quick one, okay? I think that, yeah. that maybe I'll tell you a story and that'll help. Yeah. Uh, so as a young working professional, I was working for this uh, really good tech support center and uh, I just got promoted and, you know, I had a team that was working with me and, you know, we were doing some really good stuff at that time. You know, I was part of the, the hiring team and, you know, it was getting a lot of attention because we, we had to chase the numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was really good, a young team, you were vibrant and all of that. And then all of a sudden there was this buzz that went about in the market that said, you know, if you're working for a software industry uh, and if you're not, you know, if you moved from ITES to IT, you would make more money. And, and as a fool, as I was at that point in time, I quit my job. I went and spoke to my boss who gave me a promotion. And I said, you know what? I need more money. So I'm going to go and join this company. It was the most miserable miserable decision that I made. Uh, it, was a, it was a decision based on money. And uh, I'm not saying that money is bad, but I actually threw away uh, everything that, all the non-monetary benefits that I had got uh, just for, you know, a few thousands more. And so that set me back a long ways. Uh, and in hindsight, when I look back at my, my myself at that age, I think I was just being uh, quite foolish. And, uh, and sometimes as youngsters, we do tend to be foolish. Uh, but uh, I think I, lessons learned, lessons learned from that. And so if you look through my career, I've tried to be stable in companies uh, after that wow okay that's that's actually quite deep um 
saying that, you know, just for money, you moved, but you left behind a lot more than what money could literally buy you. I mean, in essence, that's pretty much what what I gathered from that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, the guys who, who took on my role after that and, uh, you know, they went ahead of me in my career, you know. Um, and so that was a that was a bitter pill to swallow for me, but but it was a, it was a lesson well learned. Okay, cool. I, I'm going to bring the conversation back to um, bare basics and bare bones. You know, we've been talking about career, we've been talking about jobs, and I think uh, fundamentally for young listeners, there's a differentiation that needs to be made and. You coming from the HR realm, I think it's, 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 I'm sure there are de- HR definitions, but I'm not looking for a HR definition here. But what's actually, how would you actually define a career and how would you define a job? Like, you know, if you, if you were to talk about both as separate, completely separate things, um, in essence, they're not. And I understand that, but for argumentative or argument's sake, how would you actually compare them and say, okay, this is how you would define a career. This is how you would define a job. And the, the, what I'm trying to draw out of that question is um, it, it stems from what you said, right? Um, you move jobs and then you kind of like had to course correct and steer yourself uh, in that process. But there was no way that you would actually know where you were going at that point in time, making that decision um, as a young person, right? I, at least I don't think there is. Um, and so we we kind of make our decisions based on hindsight, but we can always learn from other people's mistakes. Oh, yeah. 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 If, if I understood your question right, um, you're basically asking me what's, what's the difference between a career and, and a job. Yeah. That's right. Uh, okay. Well, the way, I mean, I'm not going to give you a textbook definition, but I'm just going to tell you what my experience has been. Right. Uh, when I when I think about the word career, mm-hmm. I, I look at it as learning. You know, okay. uh, you learn so many things with your first job, your second job, your third job. You just learn a lot of things, right? Uh, but the deeper nuance here is is to have the humility to identify the gaps that you have, learn from your mistakes and build your next you take your next step based on what you learn from your mistakes got it you know what i'm saying so it's not like for me a career is not something that i say okay in the end i want to build a a product like like apple okay that's great that's wishful thinking that's that's a nice dream to have but if you look at all the learnings that steve jobs had to go through Right, uh, mm. the loss that he had, the personal loss, the betrayal—you uh, know—all of those things, um, you know, helped him get better. Right. So, so in my opinion, I think what do you learn from your first job? What do you learn from your first um, bad performance appraisal? Let's say you get a bad rating in your first job, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, uh, your identity is taking a beating." Now, what right. do you learn from that? What do you learn from that? Do you do you have the humility to say, you know what, maybe I actually after round, I didn't really do what I was supposed to do, uh, or maybe I was I lacked the skills, or maybe I, I lacked uh, a certification or something, 
uh, maybe I should do that. And so I think as you build block by block by block, based on the learnings and the gaps that you find, I think that's a career. I mean, and that eventually feeds you, feeds your family and whatnot. You know, from a, from a job perspective, I think the job is just basically uh, what does it take to make a Ferrari? What are the te- what are the the gazillion steps? The job mm-hmm. description, you know. So the job description is, you know, it takes ten steps to do something, right? When right, you go to right. when you go to Nokia or Monster or any of the job portals, right? You see a job description that tells you, okay, this is what the job entails, right? Um, now that's the job, but that's not the career, you know. So how you do that is, and what you learn from doing that is the career that you build. Is that that's my opinion, Ben? Uh, there may be better, better, better definitions, but this is what I've learned from uh, having worked for several years. I mean, it's it's a very interesting, um, it's a very interesting way of looking at it, right? It's 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 really really um, insightful, and it comes from who you are. Um, it's, but, it's it's interesting. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. You said but, so I'll let you go. <laughs> yeah. So um, where I'm coming from is that yeah, like you were taking about the gazillion steps to make that Ferrari, um, but you didn't start with the intention of making that Ferrari, right? It those steps came into play and kind of gave you a a, a framework, and then not, over time, like Steve Jobs with his failures, um, learned that hey, I can actually build Apple. I mean, I, or build that Ferrari, so to speak. Um, is that the, the the course that needs to run? or uh, Because I know there's some people who come and say, okay, I'm going to be um, an architect or I'm, as in an engineering architect, not a, not a, the other kind of architect, but I'm going to do, I'm going to be a full stack developer, right? And this is how my career path has to be set. Um uh, this this is the conversation that you hear kids have, at least some of the more um, driven ones, <laughs> having conversations it, it, along those lines. Um, but it, is it one or the other, or how how do you know like this is going to be the career? I'm I'm pretty sure like like you said, right? Somewhere down the line, you did a master's. I'm sorry, I, I completely missed what the master's is about. But you said your mom said you should go take a master's. And so you went and took it just like half uh, or most of India goes and says, I need an engineering degree because or I'm doing an engineering degree because my dad said, go do an engineering degree, right? So most of them are there not because they want to be, but it's now become a path, a pathway for them. And they're, they're just going into it. Yeah, there's no wrong way. You know, I, I, I personally think like, um, l- let's say you're committed to something, you know, let's say you're committed to, you know, doing that degree mm-hmm. um, and it gives you some sense of satisfaction. I think that's, that's fine. Uh, but I think when you're looking at building a career, I, I, I think it really boils down to looking at the opportunities that are staring in you, staring you in your face and taking them and learning from them, right? Now, let me give you an example. Okay, my first job was uh, to work in a call center, but yep. the job was not to be um, 
you know, to, to, to be someone who takes calls and troubleshoots. But my job was to be like irate, irate customers so that we would train um, our call center agents. So basically, I was calling people and giving them a hard time. And I love that job. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but after a point, that was a launch pad. The company that placed me in in that place, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, after six months, it was a six-month contract thing. And then they asked me if I wanted to join full-time. And I said, I was not interested to, to work in a call center. But the company that placed me there yeah. uh, asked me if I would be interested to join as a recruiter. And, and oh, so, yeah, so that was a launch pad for me and to actually get into HR, you know? So in in hindsight, if I had not taken up that career, um, well, I don't know if I would have ended up in HR, you know, I would, I would have probably gone down a different route. Right, um, right. So I'm not sure if it answers your question, but uh, but but I think it, it coming back to the job description thing that you're talking about, uh, it's, I mean, I would say the job, a job is, 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 is basically a list of things that help you get the job done or it tells you, it informs you on what needs to be done to get the job done, right? Uh, so I think there's a difference between career and, and, and job from that perspective. So, uh, yeah. Got it. Uh, awesome. Uh, yeah. Are we, are, we, are we doing okay, Ben? Are we on track with your <laughs> with what you wanted to talk about or are you regretting uh, having me on your show? <laughs> no, we're good, we're good. Not yet. Okay, okay. so, um, great. I think a golden question I have at this point, at, at this juncture, because we've spoken a, quite a bit about career path, um, how you know, careers or being open-minded to kind of like accept what comes your way and if needed or if there is a pathway that opens up, then take it if that's where um, your interest lies and if you want to go down that path and not just basically be fixed about a lot of things. But um, as a new graduate, as a, as a fresher out of college, right, fresh out of college, um, I think a golden question that I, I want to ask you and ask you from a HR perspective, right? As a, a HR person working in a technology company, talking to technology graduates, what would you say they should expect in the corporate jungle that they're going to be walking into? All right. Well, this is a, a great question. And I think when you move from you know, from the theory aspect to actually doing the job, um, it's it's a lot different when you're when you're a software developer or if you're in the IT world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are different kinds of jobs, right? Um, and and so you know, some as an engineering graduate, you may be really good at coding, right? Um, and so in the first year or in the six months that you know the company is actually offering you, let's say they they have a training plan in place or whatever, right? Um, but it's to really dive into, you know, what the company is actually offering you in terms of training, right? Now, now here's what happens most of the time. You, you would see a bunch of uh, youngsters being, you know, they would enter a training session and, you know, they'll be like rolling their eyes or maybe they're like, okay, this, this doesn't, this is not what I signed up for. But 
I would encourage um, the youngsters to to kind of hold on, right? Like even before they they join the company, I would say you know in yeah. their minds if they can just you know settle in themselves, saying you know what for the next two years I'm just going to learn whatever is thrown at me. Right? Two years. Um, yeah, I would say two years because. Uh, you know, I think let's say let's say uh, an engineer joins uh, an IT company. He goes through training for six months, and then he's assigned to a project. It takes him three months to get you know acclimatized to the project to understand what the product is actually doing, what is expected mm. out of them. Then all of a sudden, you realize it's uh, you know the year has gone by, and 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 then it's their second year, and that's when they are actually doing the work. And by then, you know, uh, there's been a lot of empty space time as well right for them so i would say the first two to three years are very formative years for them uh to understand what's out there uh in the software world uh if they can dive into whatever training is provided for them right and and so i think i think that would be um when I say dive into it, it's not just gorge on the content, but really uh, apply some of the, the challenges that are thrown their way. For example, if there is a, let's say, a codathon or if there's a hackathon or something like that, uh, mm -hmm. that they really put in their time towards that, you know, um, because if they, if they actually get, um, you know, to, to invest that time in, in the first few years, um, that will really inform the way they think and apply themselves as uh, as developers right now let, let me let me explain that i think this requires a little more uh, explanation right now please by all means as, yeah as 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 a hr guy i mean we we've hired a lot of technology folks you know laterals from the market we've hired uh, engineers from campus and we put them through training and all of that right uh and, and oftentimes we see that, you know, uh, these guys call themselves by, the, you know, the platform they're working on or the technology that they're working on. For example, they will say, you know, I'm an ASP.NET developer, right? And and I've had conversations with developers where they would say, you know, I'm not an a, I'm not a, a, a ADO.NET developer, but I'm an ASP.NET developer. You know, I'm like a Java guy would turn around and say, you know what, I'm not a Hibernate guy, uh, but I'm uh, I'm good in Struts and Spring framework. You know, but but actually speaking, you know, if you are a coder at heart, if you're really investing as a coder to think like a coder and get to the bottom of, okay, what does this code do? Uh, in the back end and what is it what is actually how does that really change in the front end right um that would give them a an an insight to to go wide you know to to go wide on the technology space rather than just confine themselves to you know i'm just a front-end developer i I'm, I'm not a back-end guy i'm not into database i'm just into the ui ux thing you know, right. uh, and, and I think now there's a huge worth in in the market. If you're really hands-on and you know your code really well, and and you're not necessarily um, uh, restricted by a technology, your worth is, is is a lot more. And and I think CTOs and uh, architects, solution architects, are looking for people like that. So I guess yeah. it starts in your formative years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that that was a long, long, long piece of. Uh, info that I gave, but yeah, I, I felt yeah, but, it was important that I said that. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it, it was spot on, and I think um, it's it, it's something that 
young kids really need to understand and really need to 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 um to imbibe because there's a lot more into coding than just the language that you specialize in or um you know it's 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 in that problem solving mentality that they carry as as an individual um that is there the language is just an expression of of what that is right at the end of the day and so yeah hey great so um marcus we've got i've got five rapid fire questions for you um mm-hmm. and then we'll close off with one final question um and uh but these rapid fire questions try and keep them short man seriously now I'm just you said it right? <laughs> <laughs> well man you told me tell stories so <laughs> i did i did and and and, and believe me uh, stories really work because young kids can aspire towards hearing those stories and say oh, okay i can see myself like if 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 it's somebody who's just one year into the into the um into their career they, they they'll definitely look and say okay this is something that i can walk away with right there's a there's something as an insight to take away but mm-hmm. anyway let's get to a rapid fire question right when you're hiring these candidates have a quirk that you just hate what's that worst quirk that's there or a habit that they have that you've seen i think one of the things that i i struggled with was when candidates basically just you know threw out of their mouth uh something that somebody else taught them you know to say say this in an interview so my name is jagan um i i like doing you know i like reading books i like you know, <laughs> know watching tv <laughs> playing soccer what not um and they would rattle off you know like an introduction which is you know basically said by everybody right uh but yeah. but i think i think what i i really look for is candidates who can tell a story uh candidates who can uh share an experience or share you know what their experience has been working with the product or working in a team um and so not necessarily parrot out you know some kind of an answer so yeah th- that really uh, i look for that sometimes with, with, with candidates okay not exactly a rapid fire question i understand mm. that but uh, it's yeah. it's it's an insightful one next question what do you love the most about engineering Oh man you ask me deep questions and you're calling these rapid fire <laughs> what do i like about engineering it's like you know it's like behind the scenes matters a lot if i have to to, to put it in a nutshell okay right uh, engineering is behind the scenes right awesome. so yeah that's that's what i that's how i would put it i i think that's that's a beautiful way of putting it right i think you've you've hit the nail on the head all right your favorite quote favorite quote huh? well I don't have a favorite one but I think a last couple of last 4 5 years I stumbled upon Marshall Goldsmith you know and one of the things that he said was uh, he said he said what got you here will not get you there and so I kind of like that I like the way nice. it's simply said yeah very simple yeah your splurge goal splurge goal what do you mean by that um if you could splurge <laughs> on if you could splurge on that one thing what is it right now i would buy a a a wall top piano um, that's <laughs> a what, what? I do. A, a wall top piano um you know those uh, those really nice pianos that you can push against the wall uh, not not an electric piano but a real piano with strings in it with strings real, in it like a standing yeah. piano basically like a standing yeah like a standing piano yeah got it okay it's called a wall top piano wall top yeah great yeah. um 
work from home, hybrid, work from office. What's your preference and why? I like some flexibility. I like both. Uh, I believe that we are in a time and space where we can do both well. And so I, I, I like hybrid. You know, I think a lot can be achieved using the hybrid model. Okay. Fair enough. What's the one goal? Okay, so this is not a rapid fire, but what's the one goal that you had as a young child that you still hold dear and want to achieve? Um, I'll give you a bag. I'll give you a background to this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I caught myself asking my my son, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And I remember my dad and my mom asking me that, and I said, "Oh, I want to be a pilot." And then I got glasses and then they said, oh, you can't be a pilot anymore. <laughs> I was like, okay, there goes my goal. And I felt really crushed at that point in time. But if I could still learn how to fly a plane, even if, even if it's not commercial, I'd still want to do that, right? That's, that's something that I would want to achieve, um, get a commercial pilot's license or at least a private pilot's license. Um, so that's where the question comes from. Um, it can be academic, it can be... From work, it can be personal. It doesn't matter. It's just a question out there for you. I think as a young child, I, I wanted many things. One is I wanted to be in the Merchant Navy, uh, close to you, <laughs> because my uncle was in the Merchant Navy and he always brought home all of these goodies. Um, but but I never really got to to pursue that, right? Right. Um, but but yeah, that is that is one of the things that I wanted to do. But but never really got to do that. But I kind of uh, identified uh, much later in life what my gifts were and what, what you know. And so people was something that I really uh, like being around. Uh, not all the time, but it's something to do with people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so in hindsight, I think uh, it turned out pretty well. I would have guessed that you were going to tell me that you wanted to release a music album. That's it. <laughs> Not when I was a kid, uh, but you know there were there were times when I want, I've, I've done that. You know, I I I I never had the desire to release a music album, but I put my music out there. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm, you can find me on SoundCloud if you look for it. But it's just music that I did at home using GarageBand. Um, nice. simple software it's a free software that comes with with mac os right so um but but yeah i i just make music and put it out there and uh, i think i i think my 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 dream is to have that piano bin so as payment for this this pod show podcast right uh you want a I, piano I, now i <laughs> <laughs> Fulfill my childhood dream, uh, Ben. <laughs> oh wow! I wish, I wish. <laughs> fingers crossed, fingers crossed, Marcus will make it happen. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, Marcus, it's been great talking to you. Um, love the insights that you've shared. I'm sure that young kids out there will really, really um, appreciate the fact that you have made yourself vulnerable to tell them that, you know, they can, they can uh, literally be whatever they want. And it's, it's, it's all a matter of perspective, all a matter of how they, they look at life uh, in general. And, um, you know, the corporate jungle advice, I think is 
was stunning, uh, to be honest. Um, uh, I, I want to go back and listen to a lot of what you have actually said. <laughs> to be honest, we've just recorded it, but I still want to go back and I want to actually listen to a lot of it. So I want to take the time and just say thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy schedule and coming in and uh, giving us your two cents about HR and yeah. engineering and all of the above. Yeah, and I just just want to just add this here, Ben. Uh, if any any youngster has further questions, uh, because sometimes you know advice can come across as very top down, right? And so I'd love to answer some questions. If somebody wants to have a session separately, not that I'm going to give them more gyan, but <laughs> but I'd love to hear where they're coming from, and if they just want to bounce something off me, I'm happy to make time for that as well. So yeah. If that's hey, awesome. in your scope as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know uh, if somebody reaches out. Um, I'll definitely put them in touch. Thanks for opening that door, Marcus. And I'm sure, uh, hope we get a couple of calls in as well. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Take care. Have okay, a good bye. one. Mm-hmm. Bye. Enjoyed listening to this podcast? Well, follow us and hit that subscribe button and let us know what you think. Don't forget to tune in to the next edition of the podcast right here. This podcast of the Tech Career Show was brought to you by impactiers.club.